Hi, young Mada. How are we today, man? Good. Macas or KFC? Macas. Cornflakes or Wheatbix? Cornflakes. Apple or Android? Wheatbix. Wheatbix? Apple or Android? Apple. Summer or winter? Winter. X or ski? Eggs. Oh, I thought you said eggs. Eggs. Eggs and eggs. Apples or pears? Right. How you been? Thank you guys for tuning into the flats. Welcome. That's all. That's yeah, 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 yeah. How did you come up and shit? Tell me about that. In general? Or yeah. Like, so the start, you started off with COD. What's that? You started off at COD. So early COD rapping? On, yeah. How mm-hmm. early do you mean for the come up or what do you mean? When you started rapping. Bro, mm-hmm. I started rapping, I would have been 14 or 15. I was, I was young. And I like, prior to that, I'd never really... I'd never been a massive rap stand, but around 12, 11 and 12, I just started going crazy. Because I, I came up early on with rap. I started listening to Eminem and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, like everyone had the Eminem phase. Mm-hmm. Just go for that. But yeah, really started getting into it when I found Earl Sweatshirt and Mac Miller. It was Earl first. I remember hearing Woe with Tyler the Creator and that song is a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a vibe. And then I, from that, got onto Mac Miller and I was like, ah, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I, I, I just wanted to try and make music, but never really found an in. And I remember I was playing a game of COD. It was BO1, mm. BO1 days or MW3. But it, it was a go-to game. This kid's like running his mouth. Someone rap battle me, someone go off. And I was just sitting, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to give it a go. And I, it would have been dog shit. Looking back on it, I was, I was probably saying a whole lot of nothing. But um, yeah, I just battled him out in the lobby. Whole lobby went crazy. And I was thinking, oh, fuck, this is like the first time I'd ever felt like this is crazy. I just did something cool. So all I did prior to that was play video games. So. And then you continued with the rap. Yeah. So from there, I really, I kept mm-hmm. that going for a bit. And I was just, I never, I didn't write for two or three years mm-hmm. um, after learning to freestyle. So it was literally just going into COD lobbies or fucking around with friends freestyling. And that's all I did. And then I started. And, and writing raps in English. Yeah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dixon College. Dixon College. Hey, shout out. I have a, uh, there's a teacher at Dixon called Nell and she's a legend. She, um, I had this teacher that let me submit my assignment as a rap. And it was like- No way. What was the it was grade? Crazy. I was, it was, I was on Star Wars. We had to analyze Star Wars. And Star I, was, Wars. I was so out of it with English. I went into that class like, oh, I'm gonna fail this. And I told her, I'm not gonna do well in this. And she said, you're gonna do well. She let me do my whole assignment as a rap, like as a mm-hmm. written song. And that was kind of what got me jumped into writing from there. What grade did you get? I swear I got a 99 on that. 99 what? Really? She killed with me, bro. She held it down. <laughs> Nell was great. Nell is a Whoa. legend. But yeah, so I, I really got into writing. Honestly, then that was a big moment for me because I wrote something that I felt like this is good enough to get me, like to do something. And even having that from a school was insane to me because I'd never imagined that that would be something I'd be able to do. It was like, I thought for English sure. was going to be all, yeah. It was just it was just dope having that intro to it. And yeah, from there... Um, God, there. Were you around for the whole party days? No. Good. These things were good, rap, bro. That's when you rapped in there, didn't uh-huh. you? Yeah. So there were these parties where like kids would hire out massive venues of like really just big ass halls, like places you go for business meetings or like wedding after parties, just big ass halls in Lynham and scout halls and stuff. Scout yeah, halls, yeah. bro. They would what? fuck them up. We went to one, mm-hmm. and the, like the toilet door was off its hinge, and it's just they go they go to them and be like, oh. We're hiring it. Yeah, it's just a business meeting. We got four or five people coming through for a meeting. Then they flood it with like, it's just fuckloads of just. How many people you reckon? Bro, it was like 200 to 300 people. What? And I go there and I'd just be out the front. I met a rapper, um, Simon. He was Simon. Yeah. Oh, it's, I can't remember his last name, but dude, he's a legend. Yeah, we had like a battle out the front. And before we were just fucking around, like spitting raps at each other, fucking around. We were drunk. And then we look around and we've got like a circle. And it was like, holy shit, this is. Like, people actually fuck with this. For sure. Probably some people didn't. They probably thought, look at that. Oh, fuck, he's man. That shit is terrible. But it was, no, it was good, man. Like, we, from there, I just kept going to hall parties. Um, I was partying, like, every weekend at that point. And a lot of it was just for, like, music. It was just good to go and, like, meet new people. And then Definitely. having, that was, like, a big thing for me was being, like, people actually, for once, respect what I'm doing or fuck with what I'm doing in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was sick. And then from there, I really wanted to take being an artist more seriously. And what that's was after I, school? What happened? I mean, right towards the end of school, I made mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. My, I, I, I started making music under the name Theory. And if anyone remembers that, I apologize. That shit was garbage. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll, no. I'll just pull it up. Oh, God, jeez, man. I've, I think I've wiped most of it. But yeah. yeah, no, I had a few good songs, but it was nothing crazy. It was really like amateur and I was just trying to do just really basic shit. But towards the yeah. end of the life cycle of theory, I guess, I um, yeah, just started going crazy with it. I started like trying to learn to sing more and trying to understand business a bit more and um, decided that it was, yeah, I'm just going to close up on that name and sort of had a had a break from music for about six months where I guess the business of music where I was just making music behind the scenes and um just networking and stuff. yeah just I mean just chilling like just really honestly sitting in my room making music and um yeah I from there formed YNG with Frisbee um and another member Zine he's not in YNG anymore he's like grinding on his own shit it's fire but yeah we we started the collective and from there met YNG1 who's on mm-hmm. Nightstand that's our boy um yeah met yng1 um yng2m who's a producer and yng silicon as well who's also a producer and daku uh dj is out so it all kind of came together and from there i just kept pushing releases um mm-hmm. starting with a whole lot of meme meme rap type shit putin and stuff putin yeah, yeah the sure. classic but yeah now we're getting it in shit like ease off and yeah it's been good it's just Dang been crazy it's, it's it's been a good progression going from doing nothing in call of duty lobbies to now actually Crazy. having this as uh, i guess a kind of job and being able to do that it's been fucking awesome wait what did you do in the six month period did you work too yeah okay oh yeah yes yeah. so i was i was working so i was working as a web dev for the aps mm-hmm. i don't know how the f- i i did not i still to this day cannot make a fucking website <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea and um yeah i some i landed that job got real lucky with it was just out of school um, and I was like, fuck, I'm set now. I'm going to be earning good money. It's a nine to five. And the first few weeks were good, but then it was just all hell ensued. I hated it. I Damn. just, I sat down like, oh, I thought this is good. Like my parents had like been in the ABS or my mom had done that. And she was like, oh, it's going to be so good. You're going to love it. And it's just like, no, it just wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. Is that the same for everyone else in the job? Bro, a lot of people just hate. Like, a lot of people hate their lives in the APS. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real. A lot of people love it sure. though. There's people that actually really? love the job, and those people are the people that do really well. But Shit. I could not. I, I did not know what I was doing, and I was just sitting there and, like, I wrote Putin. I wrote Putin, at work mm-hmm. before my manager came in. I was at my desk, and that's when I wrote Putin. And I was not even. I hadn't even made. I hadn't even conceived YNG at that point. I was just sitting at my desk, early on in the morning. Had a coffee. I'm like, fuck it. I saw that. Um, Russia was having the war games on news.com. And I saw the news article. I'm like, shit, what, what the fuck? And it started writing that out. Yeah, here we go, bro. <laughs> That's my Ford Falcon. Oh, my God. Uh, Were you going to release this song under theory? Uh, initially, but initially, it was yeah. like, yeah. I hadn't even conceived the YNG until that, so. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> Which one are you? Um... I'm the I'm Trump. That's Tommy. Tommy. That's YNG2M. That's me. Yeah. Who the fuck else? Who's Hillary? Hillary. That's Louis. That's Frisbee. Is it really? YNG Frisbee is Hillary. Yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, funny ass story. So, you know how we were rolling up a zoogie there? Mm-hmm. When we were doing that, bro, um, these these like dudes that were camping at that place came over. They're like, hey, hate to be weird. Could we could we cop any of you? No way. It was so shady, bro. And at that point, I wasn't even smoking. Like I, I like I don't smoke now. But at that point, I wasn't smoking, so I was like, "Yeah, bro, this is, uh, like this is Tommy's. I'm like, I don't even fucking have this." Shit. <laughs> What'd you say to the guys? It was weird. We were just like, "No, nah, man." We're like, "Yeah, we we can't. We're sorry." It was just so strange. We let off a, yo, run that back a little bit. To there's like all these flares with the smoke and shit. So, so what was the sort of plan with this? We had no at the plan. time we went to a no, national park no see that smoke so yeah. we had like flares where you have to let them off light them up put them behind you and that's what we were doing but the smoke started bellowing and we freaked out so this was like a, a freestyle mm-hmm. vid you just like let's head out to the bush we were, and yeah, fucking we, we were just relaxing it was so good we went out there no plan just fucking around um but yeah all the smoke behind us we had these little smoke flare gun things we let one off and we were surprised we're like this is fucked people are gonna think this is a bushfire and then the person who the wild like the what are they called the run rangers rangers mm-hmm. the rangers pulled up 
and we were just oh, like, we no. are shedding. And prior to that, we had just shot and at the start of the video, we did that at the end, but we put it at the start. We had a potato cannon. I fucking smacked it. Made That's the a potato sound. cannon? It's a massive potato I cannon. I thought it was a shirt gun. It's a fucking potato cannon. <sighs> we let it off and then the smoke was just bellowing. The rangers oh, pulled up and we're just like, all right, we're jetting. This, this guy's trying to buy weed off us. It was fucking <laughs> crazy. It what, was, did they, what did the rangers say? Oh, we didn't talk to them. We jetted. Oh, you we left dipped. before? We got the fuck out How of there. How did you know they were coming then? We saw that like it pulled up. Oh. And we, we just, we were gone. Because we, we let off the flares and we were surprised by the amount of smoke. But yeah, that was early on. That was the first thing I ever dropped. And that was on some real meme rap. Like, I love memes. Uh, probably fucking everyone is into that. We love marketing with memes, doing everything there. Sure. Love all of that. But that was really what started all this. And it was crazy because it was such, it was almost like a joke. That was the first song? Yeah, it was a piss take. But no way. Yeah. So was it sort of like you, you had ended the um, theory days and you wanted to switch it up and that was what you set out to do? Like, I'm going to do something a bit more memey. I'm going to yeah. come oh. up with a, a new way of promoting my music. Yeah, it was weird. It was like I was, defi- I, was, I was definitely in a desperate spot after getting rid of theory. I was still working my job and I couldn't actually, I couldn't actually see a way out of what I hate, like the job, how my eyes, I fucking hated it. I could not see a foreseeable way out. So I just thought, I'm going to give this a go. I'm not going to try and profit. I'm just going to fuck around. Mm-hmm. And it really started how as soon as, yeah. yeah, as soon as I dropped that, Spotify started picking it up and I saw more than I had ever seen with Theory in like the first month of that drop. Really? It just, it did well. Oh my God. Not like, n- nothing crazy, but mm-hmm. it did enough for me to be like, holy shit, this is something. And I kind of got more into that meme, meme type rap going in that direction. But at the same time, I dropped um, like an acoustic track, Feel Like This, a few months after. And that was that was big for me as well because I saw not only... It's different. Yeah, not only do people mm. fuck with this shit where I'm joking around or I'm, it's just crazy shit, people really like this. And that kind of, that kind of affirmed a lot to me in the fact of like, I could actually do this on a serious level. I could really become an artist now. It wasn't just the COD lobby. It wasn't just me fucking around. It was, I was making something I was proud of at that point. And that was sick to me. That realization of people actually enjoy this was... So your second was was Feel Like This, your second song? I had a song called Lil Bish, which I think I deleted now. That I had Zine on that it. One. No, no, that's still out on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, I think that song is kind of whack though. Like, that's if your I second back, one. Yeah, I dropped that uh, second and then Feel Like This came after that. Feel Like This is still pretty big for you. It's huge. It's I think it's in my top five songs right now. It's just silently been growing. Um, But yeah, shit's, shit's been crazy and... From there, I guess, I still wasn't out of my job and I was sitting there kind of scheming on ways of what can I do? And that's when I really stumbled into marketing and business. And I'd always had kind of a business mind, but I never thought to apply it to my hobby, which was now looking like something I could turn into a job. And I, I guess right. as that was all unraveling, I started realizing like, this is not like a, well, obviously like it's a dream of mine now and it's something I love doing. But at the moment it was, I was so unsure of myself and I was, mm-hmm. I was just a young kid. Like I had no idea I was in a nine to five. I'd just been shoved into this adult world. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So just to have some affirmation there was crazy. And I guess it kind of sparked it on like, hey, I could do this. Like I actually love this. This could be an actual, like a purpose of mine. What point did you realize that? <sighs> I, it kind of coincided. I found a book called Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. which is huge. Like if, if- Good book. Yeah, oh my God. It's insane. If people haven't read that book, it is the number one thing I would recommend. Like whenever someone, whenever I'm buying a gift for some someone, that book is first thing that comes to mind. Really, I've gifted that book so many times. <laughs> it's probably my most gifted thing. I well, just, I, I what it, about it is so special? It it just kicks you into gear. It's it tells you to right. stop fucking around. It gives you like, it's it's belief in yourself and what you're doing, and it really tells you to get people around you and surround yourself with people that are doing the right thing and mm-hmm. take steps and put in and like it's it's so much of what you need to hear to be a dream chaser, just to even give yourself a chance. You need to be so, you need to have so much about it. And you, you like, you'd know that as well, mm-hmm. doing what you're doing and sure. the whole video hustle and Nick as well. It's crazy. Like it is unbelievable. So Fully. it's just a great book. Is, is like, that what semi inspired the getting the, the YNG team around like, and the crew together early on? That's it. That it's the, I think the, one of the last chapters, 11th or 12th is the mastermind chapter. And that talks about getting a group of people around you that are all kind of moving in one direction. Um, That's really fascinating. Yeah, it's nuts. Right. It tells you to get people around you that are all aiming for one goal. And you'll find like, 
and just in discussions with them like this, mm-hmm. you'll just generate ideas that will help you get to where you need to go. So that inspired you to build Wine G? In a way, definitely. It was a big part of it. A lot of it kind of fell into place, which is also like, it was a weird thing to have happen. It was just something that happened out of nowhere. But yeah, That's it just, crazy. It, yeah, it was good, man. And we really started to push the music, uh, me and Frisbee, early on with, um, we were we were looking at memes and meme pages and trying to figure all that out. And it was through just discussion and scheming on ideas. We're like, oh shit, we should get our music into some of these memes or just make TikToks or memes or like whatever, any content we could with our songs mm-hmm. and try and blast that across the internet. That's crazy. Yeah, and that, that shit worked out. That's what took releases. Like I had a song back and forth that started to really go crazy. And after that, back and forth. every song I'd put, like we just make memes with and fuck around. Mm-hmm. It'd go up. So it was it was a big thing. Let's get it. Cheers, man. That's crazy, dude. But yeah, it was it was nuts just stumbling upon something like that and it all felt very natural. Like, yeah, it, it, I don't want to sound corny, but it, yeah. it felt like it was meant to happen at the time. It For was, sure. It was all I was fixated on and I was just so focused on that one thing and yeah, it was crazy. So I kept pressing on with that, marketing my songs. Like I was going broke every pay, every single pay. I was just running myself dry, like investing in marketing or business. Marketing? Or beats, videos. Were you putting it into theory? Or just no, no, theory was dead at that point. Okay, right. Theory was dead. Just so I was, Yeah, I was just grinding. I was just putting paycheck to paycheck, slamming it into everything, videos, beats, whatever I could get. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we saw, we saw shit from moving from there, but it really started to kick off. I made night ticks and I remember the day mm-hmm. I was I was in a bad mood and YNG 2M uh, that's the producer at Ease Off and stuff he had just left my crib and we'd just been in like it, it, we were just in like a shitty mood I don't know what we were doing but it was just a hot day and we're like he's like nah okay I'm gonna head home and I'm like yeah just do your thing we were just it was just a shit day and I remember sitting there yeah. in the heat I found this beat from this Russian kid VM prop by VM that's my YouTube? guy now yeah, found him and just mm-hmm. just thumping. This beat was crazy. Just a YouTube beat. And I was so I was so taken aback by it. Started to lay down the song and within an hour I had Nike Ticks pretty much done. That's and nuts. Yeah. I remember scrambling to buy the beat. I was doing I'd hit the dude up and he flat ignored my DM. Really? He flat ignored it. Because the beat was going viral. So I was I was going like Shit. every day I was contacting this dude. I hit him up off an alt account. I got Tommy, right? <laughs> I got mm-hmm. Tommy, YNG2M, the producer, to rap on the beat. We did a garbage fucking song. And then I sent that to him to try and buy it as well. Because I thought maybe he doesn't want to sell it to me because like, may- maybe he just doesn't want to sell it to me because of my shit or he doesn't like my music. So we'll just get Tommy on the track, right. send it to him and try to buy it. He didn't reply to that either. But then I hit his line again. And yeah. one day I hit him with an, with an email and he hit me back and he's like, I'll sell this to you for 300 or something. So I copped that beat for 300. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. I was in like a state of panic for these days because I swear I knew I had a hit on my hands. I knew I had a mm-hmm. good song. I don't know if I knew the extent, but I knew it was a good song and I really was... For sure. Yeah, dude. I hit him up. I was desperate. Finally got the beat. Yeah. Um, And then that's when I was... I was in a period where I was so done with work and everything that was going on. I was, I was just... I fucking despised it at that point. Like, I, I remember telling you this, but I would go... I would go... When I was at work, I'd wait till my manager wasn't there and I would just sneak off and I'd go to the sick bay and I'd just have like a nap for like 30, 40 minutes. I would just pass out. And I would do that heaps. I just hated my job. I couldn't sit there or I'd just go somewhere. I'd write music and mm-hmm. I'd just try to time myself. I'd look at my manager's calendar. I was a shit worker. If you're in the APS, do not do this. <laughs> but I would just go do shit. Like I was a horrible worker. I knew it, but that I, I, that's what fueled me to get out was oh, I cannot do this. That's but, good though, the hustle. Yeah, so it was rough. Was though. I would go. To, sometimes I go to the the sick bay and I'd have a mm-hmm. nap and I'd have sleep paralysis. I don't know why, but there was a period in my life where I was having For heaps of sleep. Yeah, because I think it was because in midday you're in REM, your REM cycle mm-hmm. of sleep, mm-hmm. and it was that perfect time of day. I would just go every day, like or I was pretty much having naps. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know why I did it, but I was tired. But I was literally having sleep paralysis in the. I would go there. I'd be good. I'd have a few good naps in a row, and then I'd have a sleep paralysis. And I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? It was, no it, it was absurd. What was the shit you saw? Man, I saw, I remember seeing one time, because I always tried to, I don't know if this is what you're meant to do, mm-hmm. but I'd see like something or I'd, I'd feel like something fucked up is happening. I couldn't move from like where I was. And I saw this face 
and it was I was like it was kind of like tempting me and I like went towards it and it just kept saying come on come on come on and then it was pulling me like into into blackness or nothing and then I woke up and I was just staring at the room like oh shit I just had a sleep paralysis that was fucked it was it was a cooked experience not it was horrible so at what point did you know Nike was the one I had a feeling like I as soon as I made it I knew it was a good song don't get me wrong right but it was kind of I played it for a few people and everyone was everyone was giving me green like the green thigh everyone was like this is good um and yeah i'd saved up a heap of leave over my time at work so what i did was i took it out at half pay so i basically said let me have three months off mm -hmm. um instead of a month and a half let me have three months off and only pay me half and at that That's point i was earning like i was earning like a little bit of a bag from my music on the side mm -hmm. um just through distro kid independent distribution no labels involved at this point and i was earning a bit um so what i decided to do was take a three-month break and i was just going like balls to the wall I, if i if i couldn't if i wasn't out of my job at the end of that i was just like fuck this there was no like i i just i needed to be out of the job at the end of it that was my goal and i was using everything i learned think and grow rich and all this but mm -hmm. i decided at, at some point and i don't know if i could recommend doing this i think it's dumb as shit now that i look back at it like now that i'm a bit more grown i look back and go that was dumb but I hit up a bank um, and got a 15 grand loan. And I was gonna use that 15 G to, like the interest rates were cooked on it. I It was a dumb financial decision. That was a stupid move, but I was gonna use that to survive and supplement my half pay income from the leave. Right. So I did that, took leave. Um, yeah, got the 15 G. And what mm -hmm. ended up happening was I dropped Nike ticks about a month after getting it. And I, I probably spent 10 of that in the first two months directly on this right man, the this, book yeah that, yeah there's think and grow rich if you stop the frame there that book right there in the start i say read the book that's actually that's think and grow rich right next to me i fucking love that book man i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah but no that's yeah put, nuts, dude. so this is shot by owen and ap media owen walter he's a legend you've worked with man he's, yeah, he's great yeah. shout out to owen hopefully he's watching today that's it bro that's my guy that's but yeah, nice, we put man. I put everything into this and yeah. All in. <laughs> oh, look, I had a waifu pillow as well. Tommy gave me that for my birthday as a joke. And I was like, you know, I'm going to put this bitch in the fucking video. I thought it was so funny. That's a joke. Stay dripped to the feet, night ticks on fleet, fuck with it, fuck me, fuck shoddy. Bro, look at skinny Marta. Skinny Marta. Oh, a pause. That, that shit right there. That's me as a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put that bitch on a shirt. Yeah, think and grow rich. So the whole video is kind of like a, I guess a metaphor for trying to kill an older version of yourself. And I really, yeah, the whole concept was around that was just getting rid of an old version of yourself. And I thought, you know, what, what better way to have the older, like younger me on the t-shirts looking real nerdy, having the book and then getting to a point where I was able to, I guess I literally like drilled myself with a gun in it, but just, and, I and guess. Did like, you ever th even think then when you were buying a $300 beat? that you were gonna end up with a 600K view YouTube vid, 30 million <laughs> Spotify stream. But, like, I mean, it's so hard to say. I knew it was, I guess I just didn't know what level to believe in extent, myself with. For sure. Yeah, what extent I was, mm -hmm. I knew it was good, but I was, I was, can I actually get it going? Can I get it to a point that I think it deserves to be in? But I, I, I honestly don't think I did. I, I didn't think it would hit the point that it did, but. Yeah, Sorry, shit bro, that's up. a terrible freeze frame to leave it on there. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's Charlie. She's dope. She owns like a dance school in Canberra. She's she's amazing. And, and what was it? This is a very similar style to the that Putin style video, like the the freestyle kind of. Yeah. Just we, we this, this, this was this was a bit more detailed. This was planned. Yeah. yeah, this a lot of this was planned, but we were on such a heavy schedule the whole time. It was. We should have done it over a few days, but yeah. How long did you do it in? Just a day? Bro, this was like six hours. What? And halfway through filming the second half of this, right? we had to go meet the guy, the homie who had the car there, the GDR. Yeah. Shout out them. Like they're in the description in the video and stuff. But we had to like leave the, the shoot we were doing and go straight to them in some car park. And it was nuts. Film that a little bit. Charlie was in and out. She had like a dancing she had to do that night. So she was here for 30 minutes. We shot with her. Like it was, it was a mess. This whole video was a mess to do, but you got it done there. It, we got it done. It looks good. It came out nice. Yeah. I think like from, I think the quality of everything I've done now has gotten better. 
For sure. For sure. Like, yeah, the video aspect of what I've done has gotten a lot better now. But... um, What do you think it was about this track and this vid that hit, like, right? Man, I think it was it was a lot to do with just what the song was and the vibe of the track. I feel I was just in a... Like, the stars aligned and, like, I was feeling so bad before making it and then I just felt this beat. It just something really clicked and i was this is the one i just knew like this is a this is a heat up mm. it was it was random like i yeah i knew it was a good track but like i said i never knew it would do what it did short and repetitive songs go good that's it, always bro. and like the the whole of tiktok like tiktok really took to this song of course dude for real it went it pretty big went crazy bro it, it went fucking crazy was, um, so this song was coming up kind of at the time that tiktok was coming up mm. Almost. Facts. It was probably yeah. a little bit later, but yeah, it was TikTok was growing in popularity, and I guess it was a sound of like baby no money type type vibes that were really blowing up. His song La 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 blew up. I remember seeing that, like, damn, like, yeah, how's that? Yeah, like, this this song is crazy. And then the TikTok started going, and I I literally could sit there on TikTok and refresh the Nike Tick search result, and I'd see three or four videos. That's crazy. It was crazy. It was just watching like. It's good seeing the views go up, but it's different when you're seeing people making shit to you. Like at that rate, it's just holy. You can you can only imagine the spread of the song from I that. I saw bit. a couple of them go pretty viral. I love a couple million. Yeah, like the homies send me videos <laughs> of it, and I just love it. I love seeing them, and people just go crazy with it. But yeah, TikTok's a hell of a platform. I still don't understand it. Did you market to the was them? No, no, I didn't touch TikTok. So a lot of people That's are big random. on TikTok marketing, but mm-hmm. I really feel that. Cause oh yeah, so backtrack. Uh, after uh, after Nactic started blowing up, I was approached by a label called Black Seventeen, and they're an independent uh, orchard label. And that's like, basically, I haven't lost, I haven't sold my masters. It's basically a distribution deal where they get a small cut of my music in return for them. They market it and they give me money to market with. Basically, those guys are great. Shout out Tyler, Jake over there, Brian. Those guys are like amazing, and they've been they've been so helpful. But they had that song and they kind of after they redistributed it for me, it got on TikTok. But the problem was that the audio that was on TikTok was 10 seconds long. And it's because mm-hmm. there was some glitch when, when they redistributed it. I'm like, you need to really? take it down. You, yeah, you need to let me put this up. And I put it up on DistroKid as a minute long song. And I shit you not, within two weeks after that, the videos just started flooding. Damn. Like, they, yeah, they just started hitting. But we never we never marketed to TikTok. Just Instagram. And those those guys, have they've told me about campaigns they've done with people where they've put in like... Some people put in 10 or 15 racks into TikTok alone and they get 1,000 or 2,000 videos and it goes nowhere. TikTok is crazy. It, it is. It can either make a song huge or it can do nothing for you. Oh my God. It's nuts. So I, I don't touch TikTok. I don't try and market to TikTok. Like, I know some people that make TikToks and sometimes they do like free stuff, but mm-hmm. I never, never paid for like any TikTok stuff. The safe way to go is Instagram. I think Instagram marketing is good. If there's any sure. artists like, yeah, peeping this Instagram marketing, look into memes, just go crazy with kind of viral. Just try and get your shit viral. And that's all I was doing with Nike Ticks. And that's yeah. what popped you off. Yeah. For sure. After a bit, it was, I think it was three months or two months after release. My, um, my leave at work was running out, my half pay. So what did you do? I took the jump. I said, fuck yeah, I'm yeah. going to quit. And I remember telling my manager, I didn't, li- I didn't like my manager heaps, but I remember telling my manager, I'm like, yeah, I'm quitting. He's like, mm-hmm. what, what are you going to do? And I said, I was like, oh, I'm going I'm to do music. She just gave me this look. She said, what the fuck? Is that it? She hadn't, yeah, she oh, no. she did not get it. She said, what do you mean you're going to do music? You're going to play at the, like, she, I, I bet she expected me to be down at O'Malley's or a pub just like yeah, rapping. For real. <laughs> but no, yeah, she just did not get it. And it was, it was just the best moment though, finally quitting that fucking job that I hated so much. I was so thankful for it, for having the opportunity to do it be a web designer without knowing how to make websites but quitting it was great and just being able to focus all my energy into music and really hammer down it was it was fucking awesome it was a good experience sick dude so when you were building all this music who did you look up to while you were doing it as in artists or yeah like artists and stuff yeah i listened to a lot of early on i found Mm mac and earl sweatshirt early Mm -hmm. and i still love those guys those two they're two of my they're in my top five forever i will say um Really got into those guys. Listened to a bit of Doom, MF Doom. Um, really, I mean, X was someone that really picked up. I feel like 
him as a person, it's like there's there's always people talking blah blah blah. But at, the art there is crazy, and just seeing what's possible with you don't have to just be in one style of music. You can go crazy, dude. For real, or, he's yeah. crazy. The versatility was nuts, and that mm-hmm. inspired a lot of me. That brought out me thinking, oh damn, I don't just have to be this rapper. Like Singer, I can, I can go crazy, yeah. But not for real. Yeah. So, what about X though? What do you mean, sorry? What do you like? What about X that you drew inspiration from? I mean, he was like, he was definitely on this wave of uh, as well, like spirituality and mm-hmm. thinking, grow rich, all that type of shit. He read a book called um, The Master Key System, mm-hmm. which I'm huge on as well. And he read that while he was in jail, I think. And that book is crazy. It's like a 30 week or 25 week uh, meditation program, but it's crazy. It just gets you to think and you just sit there. And that's what I was doing that as work uh, at work as well. I forgot to mention, but. When I go to the sick bay or like to either nap or I do this meditation program as well. And it just, it, it was just great. It was just a really good way to clear your head and think like, what do I actually want? Mm-hmm. Without all the bullshit, all the like computer lights and flashy this and that, like it just tells you, you know what I mean? So it what does this program get out of you though? The Master Key? Mm-hmm. I feel that, man, that book is crazy because it was written in like 1900s. Oh, really? Charles F. Harnell, the author, he was like, right. he was this millionaire. He was crazy. But, um, yeah, he, he just dedicated this program. He wrote it and it just really taught you how to laser in on what you want. Because right. a, a lot of us don't know what the fuck we want, I feel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just walking around aimlessly trying to like, they flutter from job to job, but they never pick anything they want to do. Definitely. Like, do yeah. you actually, like what you're doing, do you actually want to do that? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it gets you to laser in on that. How does that work though? It, I mean, it's a whole process of, you got to you ask yourself, are you really like happy with what you're doing? And it makes mm-hmm. you... Eventually, you get to a point where you're like, okay, no, I'm not. I hate this. Right. But then if I was doing this, I would be happier. And I know that's a, that's a bad mindset to be in, but the way he presents it is fantastic. You just start thinking of ways you can really improve what you're doing and get to where you need to be. Right. And even there's a, um, there's a, there's a philosopher from a while ago, and he, he was like a big kicker off of modern psychology. And it's Friedrich Nietzsche. Okay. He's a beast. Man's a beast. And he had this theory or this thought um what would you call it like a thought experiment okay yeah where you think about it was called the eternal recurrence and he would say if your life as it is now is something you would relive on a loop over and over for the rest of eternity would you be happy with where you're at right now and he used that as a metric to like align his morals and ethics and just what he's doing and is he happy now if he wouldn't be happy reliving that moment for eternity why not and what can he do to change it where does he want to be and so, that was huge. Like that's, a, in my opinion, that's a huge thing. People this is meant to spark inspiration for people to not, change yeah, things. He's not, he's not saying that that's the truth of reality or whatever, but yeah. he's saying if this is the case, would you be happy with where you're at? And if not, what can you do? And, and I feel like that's huge. That's a big thing to be... Spark to be to, change. Just to look at your situation and be yeah. like, is this something I want to do for the rest of time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it was just very interesting. And I guess it's all tied in with that. And yeah. Damn. But yeah, that, that book was great and yeah, it was nuts. But that, I mean, there's so many artists, like going back to the question, so many artists I'm inspired by, but definitely the main X, Earl, Mac. Right. Yeah. What other books do you recommend besides Thinking oh, Grow Rich? Uh, it's a simple one, but there's so many. Uh-huh. Like so many people would have read this by now, but The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm-hmm. Sounds contradictory after talking about like, you need to try so hard, put your moral <laughs> and ethics. But it's great. It's a balance, right? Like, yeah, man. Like you, I, I really think that you can burn yourself out doing shit, but yeah, there's definitely. so much in life that we give a fuck about every day that you really just don't need to give a fuck about. For sure. And I think it's you got to filter that out. Will it matter in five years, sort of thing? That's true, bro. It's crazy. Not enough 100%. people think like about that. Hundred percent. They live in the moment. Well, you got to live in the moment. That's true. But also, you shouldn't. <laughs> it's nuts. It's a. It's such a weird balance, but. Yeah, I would recommend that book. That book's great. That book, The Master Key System, Think and Grow Rich, definitely. Yeah. Um, 12 Rules of Life by JP is so good. What are the 12 Rules of Life? I couldn't even tell you. That's the worst part. <laughs> I'm rereading it right now. I'm up to like rule two. And literally the first yeah. rule is just, he, he compares everything. He's a weirdo, but he's great. Uh, he compares everything to like lobsters and how they function mm-hmm. as a society is so similar to humans. And the first rule is just walk walk upright with your shoulders back. And he, it just talks about how that can, your physical 
like the way you are physically can really change how you are mentally and how you perceive yourself. 100%. And even that simple thing, it just changes so much. Like the way you view people and yourself and where you sit in the hierarchy, the ladder, it's great. Yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. And it has been like two chapters in, it's so good. Is the lobsters fun? are similar to us, bro. Lobsters are fucking really? so similar to us. <laughs> how so? It's just the, the way they live in a society. is like the way they, they um, group as animals is very similar to us. And the shit they do. They like fight over turf and shit. Really? They're crazy, bro. Lobsters they got fuck each other up. And stuff. They fuck each other up. <laughs> and the big lobster that sits up straight, he gets all the, the lobster women. <laughs> we no are way. like lobsters, bro. And they <laughs> yeah. fuck each other's up. I, I didn't know it, but lobsters are vicious. They fuck each other up. They Their fuck. little claws and it's shit. It's like UFC. <laughs> UFC for lobsters. They fuck each other up. That's so funny. But yeah, that book's great. Um, I'd say those are my four, like off the top of my head. Oh, also the Goose, Goosebumps books. Really? Yeah, fuck yeah. Why is that? As a kid, I loved Goosebumps. You know the Pick Your Own Adventure? Yeah. That was my so. shit. I lived in those books. I love them. Have you watched the movies and stuff? The movies suck. You've watched them though? Yeah, I've seen the latest one with um Jack Black, Jack Black and that yeah. sucked. I, I didn't like it. I love Jack Black though. Tenacious D is fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if you're across all his shit, but he's a weapon. No, I've heard of him. Yeah. But no. Um, was, was that almost a... One of the first like meme bands, yeah, in a way. D. yeah. But he was they were they were really good, yeah, like, yeah. They were actually talented, super talented yeah. guys, yeah. They were crazy. They you wouldn't expect but it. It's from the Jack same Light. thing for meme rap today. Like it's still super talented. Yeah, some of these people guys producing that stuff. Like, some of these guys that are making pure meme rap, you'll be surprised how actually talented they are. And it's it's nuts. Like you, Old you Town s- Road got big off memes. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say Something he's like he's found like a perfect blend. He's found a middle point of. He's like fucking around, but he's also like mm-hmm. making good music. And now he's crazy. He's gone up. He's big. Uh, like a lot of people say he's tacky or whatever, but man, for anyone to accomplish that much in that little time from where he started, fucking crazy. Good on him. Good on him for real. It's nuts. Yeah. So is it, is it, do you feel it's kind of like the new way of distributing music? Not the way, but a new way. That as, as in it, with memes? Yeah, yeah. Like the... I, man, I think labels are gonna have to step step yeah, up yeah, this the, shit soon. Getting rid of the like the big five yeah. or whatever I it think is. Influencers like, in general are yeah. gonna be in the next five years huge. You don't think they're already? They they're, they're already big. they're already a keystone, but la- yeah, major labels sure. aren't tapped into memes like this yet. Really? They they're not doing. They they haven't. They barely got their heads around TikTok. They've just sort of figured it. And even that, like I said, you could dump fifteen k into a TikTok, like into TikTok campaigns for a song. Nowhere. Your song won't blow up. It's just they're gonna have to. I, th- I feel like what's happening is labels have realized that tradition what they're doing traditionally is not working for the artists and there's rare instances like there's instances that it does work but they're really gonna have to step more into this influencer game i 100%, think they've already bro. adjusted well but yeah i mean that you just got to think about what a label can offer you at the end of the day and if you can do it yourself keep your bag because th- these labels they take 80 percent of you that's a standard dude if even- you sign to a major even like outside of music, influencer marketing is pretty big. It's huge in everything. Clothing. Like, I think it's really the future. And if you can do that, 100%. do it. And it, eventually you'll be able to leverage a, a really good deal with it. If you want to sign to a major, because ma- major labels are great. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, there's if you can leverage it down, like I remember Russ got a 50-50 deal. So he did a 50-50 split with the label. He took it? Yeah, he did it. Right. He, got like, he got like 10 million up front or something on an advance. And if you can if you can leverage something like that yourself, do it. But signing to a major early, it's a risk. Like with everything, it's a risk, and it might not pay off if the label aren't up to date sure. with what's going on. I feel so like a lot, a lot of labels are like that. I wouldn't say a lot. Like I'm obviously not like a label expert or some shit, yeah. but I know what I've done by myself, and like what other artists, like Russ, huge artists have done without labels. It speaks for itself. They like, can do it. Yeah, it's possible. And I feel in Australia, there's a problem. Like, there's a bit of a problem with majors as well, because there's a lot of people signed to major labels in Oz that may not even be making like a minimum wage yet. Really? And I, and it happens in America too. But I feel a problem with Australian labels. And like, I love it. Like, I love Sony here. I love all the labels. Like, they're putting in work. But you, by signing to an Australian label, a major, you're getting the same. They're taking the same amount as an American major would. But an American major has access to all these people in America, so you're right. getting you're getting less tools, but you're losing the same percent. <laughs> Which is why, like I like I love the Australian music scene. I'm all for the labels, but at some point we have to be like, why are they taking that same amount if they're literally not able to reach the same amount of people? 
And it's it's just yeah. Absolutely. That's always been my concern with Oz labels, but in saying that, I love them. I love like I love labels, and they can be really good. You just have to be in the right position and be a bit switched on. You know what I mean? And yeah, for be real. aware. Hundred percent. You gonna go on tour soon? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I um I just penned a deal with New World Artists. Shout out my boy, that's Liam Saunders at New World Artists. He's a legend. Um, yeah, penned a deal with him, and I'm setting up a tour, uh, Sydney, Canberra, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and that'll be kicking off around mid year, and I'm super keen for that. That'll be fun. Yeah, if COVID doesn't fuck us up, but I'm super keen. I've never been a big tour guy, like yeah, I've never done any of that. Just having all my fan base mostly predominantly in the US, I've never had a reason to tour. But yeah, it's just it's, how many people will there be? It's 200 person cap on each venue, so it's Not gonna bad. be sick. It's gonna be good, bro. It's gonna be a good time. All right. How much do you get from it? Do you get I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure like what. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm so new to the whole touring game. I don't even know how I'm gonna get there. I'm thinking about hiring a little like rents van. And just stuffing the whole crew in it. You're going to drive by yourself? Nah, I'll have all my people with me. <laughs> It'll be great. But yeah, no, going to be touring mid-year. So keep an eye out for that if we don't get hit with COVID again. Melbourne's pretty bad. Yeah. That. No, Melbourne's all right right now. Is it? Yeah, Mel- Melbourne's all right. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne's Sydney's good. bad hey, now. You're heading to Melbourne. I am. For, yeah, yeah. Like for a little uh, retreat. Nine like, days. Yeah. I opened my phone. I got a missed call from my mum. It's like, oh no. Um, <laughs> Let's answer it, man. Let's <laughs> get mum and Marta on. Yeah, front. yeah. Um, no, nah, nine days. I'm gonna be in Melbourne, and I'm gonna be living there for a month um, with some of the homies. Hell yeah, should be good. Uh, gonna be some bangers. Yeah. So my engineer is down there. Uh, my audio engineer, plus mm-hmm. a few of the homies, just down there. Carter, who I made excuse me with, is there. I love them dudes, man. I, I miss hanging out with them, and yeah, it's just gonna be a month of. It's chaos and music, and I'm so I'm so for it. I'm really excited. It'll be great. Melbourne's the play. Melbourne's the play, bro. I'm telling you, it's a good spot. Canberra's good though. Canberra's been bubbling up as well in terms of hip hop and different acts. Canberra's been getting nuts, but we just don't have as much as like a uh, how do you put it? Like we don't have as much of an ecosystem or as much of a system in place for label, like labels or just growth or programs 100%. for music. It's mm-hmm. less developed, but we get in there. It's going up, like. So Melbourne's the place to go for musicians. Melbourne and Sydney right now are dope, I think. Yeah, for sure. I don't know who 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 it was, but it might have been the Misfits. You know those the yeah, the Misfits were talking about how Melbourne is just like LA, except it's less like cracked out. <laughs> There's just less crazy shit and less just loose motherfuckers on there. Yeah, it's crazy the like YouTube scene down there Bro, in Melbourne yeah. that again Australia doesn't really pay any attention to but these guys are getting million views of video it's crazy oh. misfits and the um, cold ones and like bro i love cold ones yeah like we're basically doing a, a, a we're doing our own cold ones here right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. those guys are great yeah. though seriously you gotta like, get on cold ones man. Bro, i yeah, love man. it um i have a friend down there an artist friend boy scout gatsby who's a weapon he's a fucking weapon we have a song dropping soon and like He's re- he's actually signed or he, no not signed but he's he's he works a lot with the misfits, and that shit's fire. Like I love it now that the influencer game and everything in Australia is trying to tie together now. But yeah, everything is, is that part of the the move to Melbourne, like getting in, t- tapping into that. No, not really. Like, I mean, no, I just, you just thought about it. There. Yeah. I mean, if I run into those guys or whatever happens, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that Chad from Cold Ones listens to Nike Ticks, but it could be Cal. Hell yeah, dude. But. I love him. He's the funniest motherfucker. I, I love Max Mofo, and I was always on. I'll be looking for guests, man. With the, the <laughs> yeah, locked yeah. down, like. Bro, I was I was such a big fan of um Filthy Frank early on. Mm. That's like where my whole meme thing started. Real. And everyone's now like, we love Joji. And you're like, oh, you love you're like you're on the Filthy Frank wave. Like, who the fuck is Filthy Frank? That's a crazy like progression. Oh my man. god, he was crazy, dude. He. That is like the biggest switch I've ever seen with music or... And he did it too. He fucking did it. And he should have been motherfucking canceled. <laughs> 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 the, he put... He shaved... I remember when he shaved Idub's head and put it in a cake and then they ate it. And they had they like putting cigarettes in. They were fucked. <laughs> At, and in their prime, they were just like... You would not get away with the shit yeah, they were doing. Not nowadays. Not the, nowadays. The underbelly of YouTube. Yeah. Like, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was huge. And yeah. he became one of the most subscribed. Like He was nuts. Yeah. And then he just became a musician. <laughs> I didn't know if I... I didn't seriously believe in the music at the start. And now I'm just like, I'm mm. a Georgie stan. I love it. He's crazy, sure. man. He's just a really smart guy. Mm. He started just, with Pink Guy. Yeah, he can't go wrong. Like he. That was like a meme, meme rap. pivot as well. Like, he started yeah. off big in meme rap. 
like thinking about it subconsciously that's probably where i got some of this shit like for putin and that was just watching him spaz out and do crazy ass meme rap that's nuts yeah he man he was so, unbelievable so you're a big meme uh big youtube watcher like, i love it yeah. yeah i it's yeah i i whenever i want to chill back or like watch content it's always on youtube it's never like i watch like netflix and shit obviously but yeah youtube i love it the whole scene over there it's dope dude for real the relatability on youtube is unreal and just like it's you're supporting people directly i know mm. that youtube takes a mm. card for real mm -hmm. but um yeah you're supporting people directly which mm. is really nice instead of just hitting up big corpse for content i guess it's people like us just doing dumb shit so good mm. on them and what about gaming now we've been playing the fuck out of this game called gunfire reborn gunfire bro shout out gunfire reborn <laughs> okay um yeah no i i like i've always loved video games as even a downtime whenever i'm trying to relax or just need a break from music i'm always on video games mm. i love it i used to play runescape as a kid fucking loved it did you yeah 99 woodcut come at me i was like oh i loved it it was so peaceful um yeah fucked around with games like league Mi i ran minecraft servers for a while that was a yeah did you? yeah 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 i ran I fucking know that i was my hustle before i had a job i ran minecraft servers <laughs> tell me about that what does that mean I hosted, so I like, I set up and I got kind of developed servers and people would pay money to get uh, like different perks on the servers. And yeah, we were popping off. We had like a huge oh, wow. ass, yeah, we, we had a huge ass server for a while there. And I was, <laughs> I was making decent money from that. So I was hustling on the Minecraft servers. It was fucking really? That was before music? That was before music. I was just, I was a young kid. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I loved um, the thought of making games or getting into that shit. And when I was like, oh, I can make my own Minecraft something. I did it and it was great. I loved it. It was a hustle. <laughs> That's fast. I never heard that could be a thing. You could yeah. make money off For Minecraft. The, there's millionaires making like, there's Minecraft servers Dude, with shit. thousands Facts, of kids though. and they're millionaires. They're Facts. like straight up millionaires. <laughs> mm -hmm. Richer than all these rappers and they're on Minecraft making servers. It's crazy. Bro, we should make a YNG craft. YNG craft. Yeah, you need to get the game going. That's true. Genesis Owusu game. Did you play that? Oh, that was sick. Yeah. That was like Made in Unity or something. Yeah, yeah. What Did was this that? game? No. He released a song, I think. Was it a song? Yeah, it was a song with the video. Basically, yeah. was a game. Someone yeah. sent that to me. It was wild. Yeah. It was like this web game. Someone made in Unity. And his song is playing. And you're playing as him as you go through the game. What do you have to accomplish in this game? Like, I don't know. You were just running around. You, I didn't play. You I didn't tried know. to get as right. far as you could. Yeah, it was like in, Temple in Run. I, I don't know if it was like Temple yeah. That's what my warped ass mind remembers it yeah, like. Yeah. Temple Run, but... It was dope. See, that shit's like, that's what I'm talking about. That multimedia crossover. It's yeah, dope, man. That's what you want to look into, get into. I can't wait for VR music videos. What? Mm. Think about it, bro. If there's like, if you get a room of people doing shit, or like people dancing, or yeah. you put on your goggles and you can look around the music video, that shit's going to be crazy. And then you see Marta just. <laughs> yeah, you see me up in your face, like right up there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like breathing on you. You turn around, I'm there. No, it, I think that shit will be a big thing in the future. Really? V VR videos, man. Because it's like VR is already coming in so heavy. And I'm sure 100%. as a kid, we were like, I wish I had glasses that I could see things on. Like, <laughs> like that shit is actually happening now. It's VR. And I think music videos in VR are going to be wicked. It's going to be sick. It'll be nuts, dude. It'll be sick. Are you going to do one in VR? I don't know how. I'm a dumbass now. I, I'm, not, I'm not like too techy or anything now, but that would be sick. I would love to. That'd be so funny. Yeah, even like a 3D. I know you can do it, like make it 3D model or whatever. Be nuts. Be so sick. Any VR guys in the in the chat? Hit hit young up. Please. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. We'll get girls twerking in 3D in VR. <laughs> It'd be, so It'd be sick to be able to move around in a world like in a open world. It. Yeah, like an open world music video though. You actually like you can walk up to shit. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. And then once you can interact with things and shit. Yeah, it's be nuts. Nuts. I went to, um, there's a place in Mitchell that is, um, it's like an escape room, but with VR. Really? Yeah, me and Silicon went to it. And you put on the headset and they've got a giant room and mm -hmm. you, you like walk around and you're actually moving in game and you've got to escape. So you guys see each other? Yeah, you see the other player. Not as them as a human, but like you see their model in the game yeah. <laughs> and you've got to escape the room like with all these puzzles and shit. It's nuts. <laughs> I walked in there and he's soundproof. It's all this, but like, yeah. the best soundproofing and the it was the best soundproof room i've ever been in and i'm like who made this and he's yeah some dude that used to make studios came here like recording studios right came here, soundproofed all our rooms oh my god it's dead silent and it was it was sick it was a really cool experience did you complete the maze 
Yeah, I did. It was a horror game. <laughs> oh, dude, it was good. I hate horror. Sounds like the location for this VR music video. That's actually fucking true. <laughs> Nick's <laughs> connecting the dots for me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and I know someone who can video it for <laughs> you. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That'd, That'd be sick, sick though. Yeah. Oh so yeah. What's next? what's next for you? Chilling. More music. Relaxing. Nah, fuck music. Nah. I'm in VR. No, I, I don't know. This year, like, yeah, just gonna go crazy this year, bro. It's gonna be good. We got a heap of stuff that I'm working on, and and like we're working on as well. We're doing a whole lot. You can drop some shit soon. Hell yeah, it's gonna be crazy. This year, I wanna ideally drop. If I, you gotta keep, you gotta make sure I keep my word here. But I wanna drop a song every three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Not even a month. No, nah, I wanna be weeks. on the three week grind. I wanna double my catalog this year and get, just show people what I'm working on. I've got that album. I'm gonna be dropping an album this year. Super keen for that. Like, can't yeah. wait. It's gonna be good, man. It's I, I really, I'm keen to see how dropping a full body of work pans out compared to singles. Mm. But mm. either way, I'm just so excited for the year. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a good one. You're gonna have a break after after the album? No, I don't take breaks, bro. No, <laughs> I mean, full I think, of cat. I think um, I like because I'm I'm chill. Like you've seen me on my day to day. I have like I have a lot of songs banked up. So I I mean sure. I'm really sporadic with my process. I'm just I'm weird. Like I won't do shit for a month and a half. And then I'll just over a weekend make three or four or five songs. And then I just won't be able to make music again for another month. But in the it's process the of that, like last year and early this year, I have about 30 unreleased and then an album. So got 30 unreleased songs and an album. And the plan is just to drop all of that. Just try to get it out this year as much this of it year? as I can. I'm going to try to get as much of it out as I can. I'm sure you will. Because we got double drops, that first album. It's going to be good. It's mm, going to be crazy. Sure. <laughs> Can't say too much. Mm -mm. I can't fuck it. Lots of songs, lots of good songs, lots of bangers. Bit of singing, singing bit of sad Marty. Rapping. Yeah, It'd be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna See be crazy. Some videos. Some more, more videos this year. I really slacked off with videos mm. last year, and yeah, this year's crazy. Um, gonna be doing a bit of work with directed by Zach when I get to Melbourne, and he's a legend. He's he's a he's a beast with the shit. And me and Nick have got some stuff planned. Me and you guys. So the videos are gonna be crazy this year. Yeah, what's what's planned with Lightline, and Martyr. Yeah, I'm gonna interview your ass now. Yeah, what do, what do <laughs> we next? got? What do we got? We got two music videos coming up. We do. I saw Can't a little snippet. Much. I saw it. it's mm. it's getting there. It's, it's coming out. It's, nice. it's it's looking hot. It's gonna be banging. Just you wait. It's gonna be good. And we've been doing like just photo shoots and shit. Because you guys are new. You guys are like new to the whole yeah. rap media game. The whole thing. Like you guys. Are We're all new. new. We take, we pretty much do everything. We do graphics, we do photos, we do videos. We do pretty much the whole shit. You guys went off. You, cause you guys did the whole of nightstand. And I remember. Nightstand, dude. Night, that, that was the off. shit. That was sick. And I remember I went to the shoot and I was just expecting like a normal ass photo shoot. But you guys brought a mirror, like a giant ass mirror for me. It was sick. It was Bro, we planned good. it all out. Yeah, you guys went we crazy. Me, me and Brody rocked up drunk. Like we'll take a few photos of these fucking Randys. And then you're there. You're like, all right, stand over here and do this. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are on it. So how, how did you guys link up? Well, oh, through Frisbee, right? Frisbee, bro. It was Frisbee. I met Frisbee when I was working my first job. And then through Frisbee, I went to YNG1, hit him up, and I was like, let's do a photo shoot. And then, I, and then this guy tagged along out yeah. of nowhere. I turned that shit into and a whole different <laughs> thing. And then that turned into Nightstand, which I was like, another thing. Because we it was for Brody. It was for and Brody. He told me this today. I didn't even remember it. Apparently, I just rocked up and I was with Brody, YNG1. And we just, I just was like, nah, we're doing this as a Nightstand shoot now. And you guys are like, oh, okay. And we just I did I had no it. idea. Yeah, it turned out fire. You guys, you that was our first big photo shoot. That was sick. We're like, let's really do it. Good. And then that was it. It happened. We got Nightstand done. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's it there. Hey, check it out. <laughs> that's the gang. Yeah, that's the nightstand photo shoot. Oh, that was one of was the off, photos. I was pissed drunk in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was, my God. That was hilarious that night. We even did the animation for the eyes. You guys really Oh, really? Oh, speaking of that, that yeah. was done by like this 15-year-old or like 16-year-old kid in, in France, I believe, or France or Italy, one of the two crazy oil painted it and i saw it on, on on the feed and i'm like i need this for the nightstand art and he was like yeah man like say less he sent us the actual uh version he painted like the, the actual wood of painting of it on the canvas 
we have a physical copy and oh yeah sorry oh i love it it's just the coolest i i don't know i something attracted me crazy, so heavily dude. to the image i loved it and then we made an, an animation i don't even know how you guys did that because initially all the blood in that was already on the eyes and they had to make it leak down so it took a lot of hard work <laughs> it, it seemed that way i remember getting the first versions and one eye was over here and the other one was over here i'm like oh yeah this is getting there boys <laughs> i had no faith in the animation but then I, I saw the next version it was fucking good i was so impressed with it we got there it happened bro it was good has the it. sort of digital distribution you've taken the online stuff meant you've been collaborating with these people all over the world that you kind of wouldn't do normally is that um, kind of been a artist wise yeah like, art, like artists? artists and beat makers and that sort of thing yeah. has that been cool my honestly i can't like with with my label situation i can't thank them enough because and I, I never thought i would sign to a label but in an independent deal or a distribution deal you keep all your rights you keep all your masters and these guys have been and creative control you keep uh, everything yeah. it's so like it's it's so important i feel but um sure. these guys have put in the work of a proper label while just distributing for me and it's pretty good they've linked up like so riff raff also distributes his music through them and they hit me up they're like oh riff riff's manager said that he wants to do a song and i was like say less they sent me through an open it was crazy and then i sent them through we've got a song coming out fuck it yeah we've got a song coming out in march called big and I just dropped a song called Big Bounce. So that makes no sense. But Big is going to be crazy. He goes off on that. You, and you got a song with Riff Raff with coming Riff Raff out. coming out in March. And it just happened so... Is like, that an exclusive year? Yeah, I don't think anyone's <laughs> heard about that yet. I put it, yeah. There yeah. You go. I, I don't think anyone's heard that. Me, but that's about it. Shit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's huge, be good, man. man. That's huge. I, I love it. I remember I listened to um, his song, Dr. Pepper. And I didn't even... As a kid, I loved that song. I was young, 15 or whatever. And then a friend told me like, we used to listen to this in the car and you're collaborating with him. And I'm like, he made that song. I check his Spotify and it's there. And I'm like, holy shit. So it was, it was just like, I, I was across Riff's music, but I wasn't like madly, like, you know what I mean? A super fan, but I love For his sure. shit now. He, he's, his latest releases have been crazy. That's crazy. So, so how did that sort of come about? To take us that story of, did, did you receive a beat and then you just, you, yeah. you play around with it, send it back and forth? He sent me an open, um, and for people that don't know what an open is, it's like, it's a song that doesn't have a verse on it or a chorus. Um, so he sent me an open with his vocals on it. And I got it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good, blah, blah, blah. I laid down some vocals, sent it back. They're like, ah, oh, this is good. We're going to drop this. But then I sent through a song I've been working on called Big that I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to mm -hmm. be crazy. Um, I sent that through. And then within the day, I had his vocals back on it. <laughs> and this, this had come about so naturally through the, my labeler just said, oh, his manager hit me up about you. And like, he he mentioned me to them and vice versa. And then within a few days, we had it. We had it done. Amazing. It was crazy. They hit me with a follow on the gram and I was like, holy shit. It was surreal. It was just, it was a crazy moment, but it just all kind of fell into place naturally. His manager, Ari, is a weapon. I love that dude. And we're probably going to do some merch and fuck around with it. But those guys are crazy. I love all those guys. So I'm really yeah. keen, excited for that project and going to get into the American scene. Let's do it. But yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's gonna be sick but um yeah definitely clapping with more artists through this distribution and just going about it in a different way i've been able to reach people uh that aren't just local and i, I yeah. really i really love that i mean obviously so much love for the oz scene and i think my album is exclusively oz features i have no really i have no internationals on that it's all local groovy daughter like all those like just local parents oh god and um yeah I, I i'm only really starting to get into like those type of features now and Riff Raff I guess is the first or Little Toe whatever but yeah Little Toe Little Toe's mm. my boy I love Little Toe so much he goes hard dude I talk to him on the phone and he's such <laughs> just a nice he's just a great guy he's he's a legend bro Little Toe's a weapon but yeah For real. it's gonna be the year of features and doing a lot more internationally and eventually trying to visit out there blow off. let's get it go hard <laughs> that's crazy well, we, I don't think we can wait for that track, but we'll have to. But it's been a total pleasure chatting with you lads today. Thank you for for coming in, man. Thank you for having us, man. we got to come oh, back yeah. soon. I, I know. we got to get the whole young crew in. Hey, we need to. All the YNG, I'll bring them through. Yeah. Let's do it.